Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 17th of April 2022. Just touch these two strands together and the Daleks are finished. Have I that right? To destroy the Daleks? You can't doubt it! Well, I do. You see, some things could be better with the Daleks. Many future worlds will become allies just because of their fear of the Daleks. But it isn't like that. But the final responsibility is mine, Sarah, and mine alone. Listen, suppose someone who knew the future pointed out a child to you and told you that that child would grow up totally evil. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. Come on in and join thousands of people who, just like you, listen to Big Finish audio drama for the love of stories. And we have a right corker of a podcast for you today. Oh, there goes the cork. In a moment, Benji and I will be chatting about the strange contents of our minds and... um, Introducing a podcast-exclusive interview with our brand-new First Doctor companion actor, Lauren Cornelius, who plays Dodo. I did I did a lot of listening to, to Jackie Lane. <laughs> Following that, the Good Review Guide this week, a special bumper edition where we look at the different variety of bumpers on cars, um, ranging from metal to the full double bumper. It's a real special thing. And after that, um, of course... We'll be looking at another bumper edition starring David Tennant. It's, of course, Dalek Universe 2. Gosh. We heard someone shout. What's going on? Then we're off behind the scenes with a truly impactful Tortured One story from the brand new boxer entitled Nightmares. It's the very sinister My Guest Tonight by Tim Foley. Like many sociopaths, he's completely unable to accept the responsibility for his actions. Following that, it's once again time to open Ear Inbox with listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and it'll be bursting with electronic mail goodness. In our also available segment, we circle back to investigate the second story in our brand new First Doctor release, The Outlaws, delving behind the scenes with The Miniaturist by Lizzie Hopley. Hello, I'm Lizzie Hopley and I wrote The Miniaturist. Then the randomoid Electatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. At this very moment, we have no idea what it will be. (laughs) Through the magic of time travel and sound editing, here's a sneak tease. Where are we? And then we could hardly end the podcast without giving you a free 15-minute drama tease, could we? This week, we circle back again to last week's blockbuster release, in case you missed it. Doctor of War Genesis and an episode by John Dorney entitled Dust Devil. It begins with the end of the world. In so much as something can be considered to have a beginning during a temporal conflict. Ah, that's there you go, Benji. It's like Benji's in my dreams because last night I had a dream about Gregorian chanting, which of course Benji does a great fun impersonation of. I'm a a Gregorian man. And And in this dream, I was working in a warehouse or something and uh 
everyone was coming into work and then there was like a bit of wall that stuck out at sort of head level with this person who looks like you but I couldn't see the face and they started going how does it go Gregorian chanting and I and so I joined in and kind of and I was was really pleased that it was echoing all round the warehouse I thought hey and then the person stepped out from behind the thing I saw their face and it wasn't them at all and they just looked at me like what's the matter with you and I thought, but, but I was so humiliated. It's but, weird, I isn't mean, it? What does that know, say? Well done for being a good sport, joining in. It could have <laughs> been you. a disaster if not. Well, just... It was real, Nick, because actually, <laughs> here they are. It's the choir. It's the Ackminster Choir, the Gregorian Monks. <laughs> well, no, and the other dream that I wanted to tell you about was that... Uh, do write in with your disturbing dreams to podcast at bigfinish.com. Um... I'm serious. We're doing a whole new thing about dreams, okay? I'm not strung out from not sleeping. Um, the, uh, I was waiting to go in a lift in this warehouse, right? And just as I went to go, as the lift doors opened, a whole load of people pushed past me, carrying lots of furniture, desks and things, and then like sofas and stuff. How bizarre. Yeah, so I sort of, and I tried to get in the lift and they were sort of looking at me like, get out of the way, we're going in. I thought, yeah, but let me go as well. <laughs> And then the lift seemed enormous and they arranged all this furniture and then kind of all sat down at the desk <laughs> and started working and sitting on the sofa. And I said, whoa, well, you've made yourself a nice living room in here, I said, in the lift. And they all looked at me like, this isn't a lift. And it was just their living room. And I was standing in there. Li- I'd gone into their living room thinking it was a lift. I remember there was th- this reminds me of something I saw a few years ago. It's like on one of those, you know, like those candid camera programs. Oh, yes. yes. And um, it was this person and they, they go into a, a portaloo. And yeah. um, so when they're in the portaloo, suddenly they drag all this stuff in front of the door. And um, a bunch of uh, Japanese businessmen go in there and sit, all sit around a table and have a board meeting. And so when the person comes out of the lavatory, they just look in and this room of about sort of 10 Japanese businessmen just look over and then like yes <laughs> their papers down and the person just looks really confused <laughs> and so it says I'm, I'm so sorry sorry and goes back in the toilet and of course they're in there going like <laughs> scratching their head thinking, oh do they change it around again though they yes and then be. and then of course they move it and they go out and they're just it's just yeah it's just the normal place again that very sounds like weird. a very uh, back in the 70s i think or maybe even 60s i don't know the candid camera on itv in the uk they um they had one where they a guy got in a lift but it wasn't a real lift but he didn't know it, and they jiggled it around and they moved a few plant pots and i think the joke was that every time he came out it was the same person there but the whole floor everything else had changed so this person and the and the guy didn't know said so yes what what you were just downstairs what what do you mean it was just you know, crazy I love winding people up with it's so funny i love yeah like i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure i do like winding people up i Ben was winding me up last night because I, sh- I said, is the cat in? Because I wanted to close the window where we let her in. <laughs> and he went, oh, hello, hello. Oh, she's in. No, she's not in. Yeah, she is in. No, is she in or not? Yeah, uh, no, no. I said, why are you winding me up? <laughs> and he said, because it's funny. And I said, it isn't. <laughs> but it is. And went to bed. Very it's close. funny from perspective, you know, comedy is a long shot. From a long way away, tragedy looks like a comedy. You know what I mean? If you're, two faces. If you're, if you're close to someone and they fall over 
and bash their knee and go, oh, it's really quite disturbing. But if you see them from a distance do it, <laughs> it's, it's suddenly quite funny, isn't it? You kind of want to put music on it. Yeah, all those sorts of... It is. It is. It's Close comedy. up is tragedy. Long shot is comedy. There you go. That's from the Nicholas Briggs uh, new book coming out in uh, the, the the third quarter of the year entitled Observational Comedy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, well, you may remember, though, that yes. last week um, mm. we presented an exclusive in-depth interview with our new first doctor, Stephen Noonan. Yes. Uh, yes this yes. week we follow that up with Lauren Cornelius, who plays his companion, Dodo. Hello, Lauren Cornelius, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Hello, Nick. It's good to be here for the Big Finish podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's a great pleasure. Now, uh, who have you been playing for us over the last few days? I have been playing Dodo Chaplet, companion to the Doctor. <sighs> There you go. Now, of course, you'd played Dodo before, hadn't you, for us? I had. I had. I've done one episode. I was off in Detsen, uh, which is which is great fun. Um, I recorded that one actually in the midst of the in the midst of the pandemic in my coat cupboard. <laughs> Did that go well? It was great fun. Running away from Yetis in the middle of a Camden council estate. You know, <laughs> the neighbours must have thought something crazy was going on in my in my wardrobe. Uh, indeed, something crazy was going on. <laughs> um, how did it come about that you were cast as Dodo in the first place? So I got a phone call, um, I think it was last year, really early last year, um, being offered offered the part of Dodo. Um, and honestly, I thought it was just, it, came, it kind of came out of nowhere though, because I'd done a couple of really lovely jobs and really nice stories with Big Finish before. Um, I played Ivy Clark in The Creeping Death for one of them, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I just thought I would really, really love, I, I only thought that to myself though, I'd love to be a companion. It would just be such oh, an, wow. such, an awesome job and then uh, a phone call came through a few months after I, I, I thought that and uh, I you know so dreams really do come true Nick that it's... is what I want to say to everyone they can come to anything is possible in uh, in Adventureland <laughs> that's nice yeah that's sort of a, there's an actor called Trevor Cooper that says that you must always wave to cows and cattle and sheep and oh, if you yeah. do and say hello to the cows and hello to the sheep uh, and then you will get some some lovely thing will happen to you oh my so God. Since, since you clearly are superstitious I recommend you do that's that. definitely definitely something that I would I would probably do but um, unfortunately we don't have a lot of those in Camden but I'll make Fair trips enough. to the countryside specifically for, for next time I want something yes. yeah. good good um so when you did the Death's End adventure, did you know that there was the possibility of you doing more with the First Doctor series? No, I didn't. Oh. I thought that was it. So I was like, oh, that was lovely. I had a great time. So, yeah. Because uh, the thing for us was that um, we knew the Death's End thing was coming up and we knew we wanted a dodo for the First Doctor. Mm. And we thought, well, we better make sure that they cast someone as dodo who we want to be working with oh. in this first Doctor range. So there was a little bit of behind-the-scenes jiggery-pogery. The so there were plans you didn't know about. No, I didn't know anything. So I'm just here living living my best life at the moment. It's <laughs> Dodo, which is great. So obviously continuing her legacy. So I feel very honoured and very privileged to have taken on this role and been able to do it on, on more than one occasion now. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the stories that you're involved in this time? As if I didn't know, because of course I know it all inside <laughs> out. But yeah, the miniaturist, or rather 
the outlaws and the miniaturists. That's the order they go yeah, in. Yeah, so we've just been recording the miniaturists and the outlaws, although we recorded them a different way around, yes. uh, which is great fun. Um, so yeah, the miniaturists, they're, they're very different tonally, so hopefully uh, you will enjoy enjoy both of them in their in their own weird and wonderful way. And the miniaturists is a bit of a spooky one, but I quite liked, I quite liked how, how different it was. It was quite eerie. So I, I love, I'm a big horror fan, me uh-huh. personally. So recording that one was kind of really eerie. I had some crazy old dreams. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> we've just been recording The Outlaws, which is a bit more of a historic tale. But we were saying, where I never knew half the stuff that was that was in this. So I feel like I've had a whole history lesson on this adventure that I've been on. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few, it's a bit more of a, of a humour. Well, there's a lot of humour embedded in all the, all the drama and all the yes. chaos and all the adventure in this one. But um, again, you know, I had some really crazy dreams. Last night, actually, I was in a forest. So it's obviously been playing on my mind and running away from things going on. So, yeah, probably shouting, sleep talking. Who knows? I should really record myself when I'm asleep. And, uh, yeah, we can add that in the next podcast. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, one of the things I love about you as an actress is that you are you're full of energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Many actors, you really have to encourage them to give more energy to performance. That's not the case with you. Oh. You come firing Thanks, on Nick. all guns. It's fantastic. You know what? I think just because it's, I, I really love throwing myself into these worlds and they're mm. so imaginative. Um, and what I love about doing it for audio as well is that I don't get to see, we don't see as actors any of the wonderful sound design that's all going to happen later on. Mm. So we really get to use our imagination to see everything, to see the people scaling the walls, jumping down into tunnels and crawling around, sitting in a tree, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I I just love seeing it all and then and, and just really going with it and obviously it helps when you're when you're directors as wonderful as you nick and you're oh thanks very much thank you cheers um <laughs> and uh but yeah it, it helps when your cast are just amazing as well so uh everyone just really throws themselves into it i love it you can see it in everyone's eyes as well we're all sort of in the in the world together and so then it makes it a real a really really fun. i think mean, it's just really fun as well yeah We've had a great bunch in, haven't we? Lovely yeah, people. it's been really nice. Now, people uh, who may have uh, heard some of this, this production already um, will notice that uh, the accent you're using in it is not your natural accent. This so. is this is true. This is true. So I did have a chat with with Mark, uh, one of the producers, and uh, we discussed because, um, as as the hardcore fans will know, her Dodo's accent changed. So she was from the north and then was brought down to the south and raised in the south. But her accent throughout the duration of the television version changed from a she had quite a northern twang to begin with, and then it sort of petered out and became a bit more RP. Um, but where we're at at the moment, we decided we're gonna we're gonna bring bring her straight you know from the north <laughs> so uh, we're sticking with the northern vibes for this one it sort of defines her doesn't it yeah it gives her a bit of a quirk and it just makes yeah I really like it I think it definitely adds to her kind of sassiness and what I'm like really liking about playing Dodo as well is she she speaks a lot of the time without really thinking it through yes. she's quite naive in that way yes. um, and so the doctor's always telling her no 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 stop it stop stop <laughs> speaking you've spoken too much but I just think having that little northern voice I mean how can you be angry at her because she's True. She's just so sort of, you know, naive and just she means well. And I think yes. it helps with that. So, yeah, hope, hope for, and any Northerners listening, I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. But, you know, I did I did a lot of listening to, to Jackie Lane, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. No, I think it's a beautiful voice you're doing, actually. And talking in voices, of course, you're working with a new voice for the first Doctor. How's that yes. been with Stephen Noonan? Mr. Stephen Noonan. Oh, it's been amazing. He's just, oh, he's, he's just brilliant. He's so good. Uh, all the mannerisms. I mean, it has been hilarious uh, because every line has now changed. Uh, so we're, we're working with uh, developing that rapport. So what's quite nice is, is Dodo is developing this relationship with the Doctor. Myself and Stephen are developing our relationship as actors and building that rapport together and getting to learn how each other responds and uh, and just working with each other um, as, as a team, essentially. So, yeah, it's been great. Like I was saying the other day, you know, we've synced up, uh, you know, our toilet breaks now and our lunch <laughs> break, you know, we're just syncing up on everything. We're just, yeah, we're just a real team. We're doing everything together now. <laughs> Looking forward to more? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, hope, I'm hoping that Dodo gets to go on a few more adventures because uh, we're having such a good time. Yeah, me too. Really looking forward to it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, Lauren is a, a really great actor to work with. You know, her professionalism and enthusiasm kind of combine to create a, a, such a perfect working atmosphere. I can't, I can't wait to get back into the studio with her. Actually, she's really great. Have you, have you met Lauren? I've not met her. I've never heard a a bad word about her. Everybody's always just speak yeah. really highly and says she's just really a lovely person. She's f- delightful and just yeah, a positive person that positive energy emanates from. Well, we love a bit of that, don't we? Well, I'm sure it's really great. Uh, I can't wait to hear out what our good review guide, which is just as well because it's uh, it is coming up in a moment. <laughs> All um, right. Uh, yeah, and we'll find out what that is. It finds the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions and helps recommend them for you. And as promised this week, we're looking at Dalek Universe 2, Arsenal Mill. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor Adventures, Dalek Universe 2. Shuttle instruments say this is Janssen's world. Not much else. Visitor protocol initiated for your safety and comfort. Please proceed inside. And you're pretty advanced already, aren't you, Mariah Six? So advanced, I reckon I've met your brother. There are other androids here, Doctor. Dozens of them. Oh, don't believe this! Let me out! We heard someone shout. What's going on? There's a body on that trolley, Doctor. What's happening? Something's wrong. Please! What's happening to you? I'm not sure. The Daleks have devastated Earth. The solar system, the galaxy, countless worlds. Who's want this many dead Khalids? The Thals. We have an expert witness, someone who claims to be very familiar with Dolos. Huh? Or you will be exterminated. I wouldn't try threatening me, Major. People do that an awful lot, and it never ends well. Aim your weapons. If he tries to flee, shoot. Kiss this machine goodbye. Go! No! I was lost. Now that's not a folly, is it? That is what we call in the architectural trade a palace. Well, Anya Kingdom, have you decided? No time to weigh up the Persian cons. Hold on tight. No, I hope you know what you're doing. Yeah, you and me, but... Big finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Dalek Universe into the search pane at the top to unleash a time-twisting salvo of Dalekoid adventures starring David Tennant. Good Lord. I hope we we didn't play the Christina trailer, which is what I've put in the script from last week. (laughs) Yeah, just last week's trailer. It's fine, Uh, fine. I mean, who knows? Who knows? 
that's, that's the beauty of it, isn't it, really? Um, well, first up, we've got one here from WeMadeThisNetwork.com, which I hope they did. And this is Latchland Haycock. Uh, says, Dalek Universe 2 is big but intimate. Uh, not always what you expect, but always first rate. Oh, that's nice. I give that uh, five um, <coughs> coughs. <laughs> In quick succession. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Machine uh, gun of coughs. Then. <laughs> yes. Uh, blog to who.com. Julia Tibbet says Dalek Universe 2 is a heartbreaker of a story. <laughs> I can't go on. With plenty of loss to go around. Nice. Uh, the really brilliant thing about it is that each story is so distinct and yet they all feel extremely connected. That is brilliant. Mm. Uh, the emotional beats. Piers Brosnan there uh, follow uh, through from one adventure to the next in a very satisfying way did you hear the fly buzzing around here I didn't no. sign of good weather flies brilliant um, so that gets uh, two Dalek universes out of uh, one blog to who works for me I don't know why when you said sign of good weather I really wanted to say or a corpse buried under the house um, <laughs> Or the approach of zombies. You never know. You never know. Burns. Uh, <laughs> no complications. Um, <laughs> Cultbox.co.uk, Ian McArdle says, expertly directed by Ken Bentley. Uh, well, of course it is. Um, this volume yes, also has superlative sound design and a score by Howard Carter. It also boasts another set of cracking covers by Simon Holub. Um, cracked. The desaturated palette used for The Lost is a particular joy, catching the pensive atmosphere of the tale. And that's four stars there, or five, for blue, one white. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's uh, six. Or yeah. refer to Nissa McKinnon for a further update on that uh, that score situation there. Right, over now to uh, We Are Cult.rocks, Kevin Bernard. Uh, he says the details are sharp, the execution is strong, the restraint also remains startling. <laughs> oh, oh. Again, it sounded like Pierce Brosnan again. <laughs> 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 the Daleks are in all three episodes, sure, but only about a scene each, exclamation mark. Sounds like the sort of thing I would have said about Genesis of the Daleks back in the day. <laughs> There's a sense of focus to it all. It still feels like a series that has had a lot of care put in. Well, that's good because it has. Earning its status as a big event series for Doctor Who tie-ins, Dalek Universe is a unique kind of nostalgic treat for Doctor Who fans. And I can't wait to see if it sticks the landing. I think we discussed the sticks the landing thing before, haven't we? I didn't know what that meant the first time I read it. No, it's, it's a phrase that I don't think I've ever really heard or used it come it comes from when people at the end of a gymnastic thing do that but i'm and put their arms up and their feet stick down to the ground ah, so that's yeah that's if they get the that and don't stumble so that he's hoping that it doesn't fumble it basically kevin good well use done. of that phrase as well in a review it's got it's become fashionable so kevin because you're fashionable you only get four out of five stars we don't like fashionable people here do no we? no we're very uncool around these parts we both still <laughs> wear flares um, walkfactor.com Matthew Kressel says uh, Dalek Universe 2 is a worthy sequel to its predecessor full of strong performances and dramatic moments that was a dramatic moment uh, not to mention setting the stage for what looks to be an epic conclusion to the entire run I hope so 
All told, Dalek Universe continues to be the highlight of 2021, the big finish, and the sooner you hear it, the better. Wow, a lovely oh, Kressel oh. review there. He's, uh, he's a it. good reviewer, Matthew Kressel. I've got a lot to say about him, but not here. <laughs> not here, <laughs> not now. Uh, Sounddandvision.co.uk. Ian D. Hall says, with superb performances by Nina Toussaint-White as the android Mariah Six, Jane Slavin as Anya Kingdom, and the briefly returning Kevin McNally as Merrick Kingdom, the second serial in the... Da- second serial. <laughs> 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 sort of, you know... <laughs> sort of stopped reading it, didn't I? <laughs> I better put another coin in the meter. <laughs> Ah, Nick Briggs is back up to power now. The second serial in the Dalek Universe set starring David Tennant is a reminder that family is not always the ones you choose to be around, but those whose blood runs through your veins. And in the case of the Kingdom's blood is something that the family could be out for. Nine out of ten. Ian, why not ten? That felt like ten to me. A fell out of ten. Very Shakespearean there, isn't it? Yes. You know, uh... Family is not always the ones you choose to be around, but those whose blood runs through your veins. In the case of the kingdoms, blood is something that the family could be out for. Interesting. There we go. You know, I don't know what to. I'll give it ten out of nine though. <clears throat> and a cough just for. Cough, extra yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoreview.com, Daniel Mansfield, son of Keith Mansfield, says <laughs> another successful trip to the Dalek universe. A strong collection of three character-focused stories, all brought to life brilliantly by David Tennant, Jane Slavin, and Jones... Uh, Jones... Jones. <laughs> well done, Joe. I hope Joe's listening. He'd love that. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Joe Sims. I'm going to call him that next time I see him. It's Joe Sims. Ooh, uh, he's, he'll oh, say, dear. yeah, I've, I've heard that before. A million times. My apologies, Joe. Oh, he's um, brilliant, Joe. I love him to bits. Uh, culminating with the best the best 10th Doctor audio story yet there we go come on that makes up for it and ending on a thrilling cliffhanger spoiler sweetie Uh, this set has left me very excited indeed for the grand finale Dalek Universe 3 in October highly recommended four stars or a swear word yes Four, how is it highly recommended with just four stars I suppose you know he's he's waiting for the ultimate anyway I'll give that four out of Three jelly babies. Uh, BigBluePodcast.co.uk. Jordan Shortman says, We've got a doctor who's getting darker, a morally grey companion, and the listener has no idea how things will wrap up, leaving us wanting more without even really trying. Well played, Big Finish. Well played! Exclamation mark. Well, need I say more, Jordan? Oh, I need to say more. Okay. Um, well, I would say uh, thank you your review obviously it's very nice of you and um uh, and i'll give you some marks who's mark yeah. well there's mark gatis uh, strixon right mark strixon mark platt my uh, words and mark my words <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny anyway that's what you get jordan thank you well, on Twitter Nori, uh, DAJ Studio Twitter-nori. S6. <laughs> 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 In the workings of Nick's mind there. <laughs> yes. What is it? What very is good, though. Thank you. It was very, very melodic. 
it's uh, DAJ Studio Six says so. I've been through Dalek Universe two twice now. What? Uh, and I can safely say it's great. Sounds like driving through a village or something. I've been through Dalek Universe uh, two twice now, and um, the service station is really up to scratch. Um, <laughs> I think this is my favourite big finish series. Well, there we go. Yeah, I've given you the next three tweets to read out. I don't know. You have this one. You have this. No, no. all right then. All right. Uh, Justin B. Quinnick said Dalek Universe 2. Uh, Justin, one of our favourites, of course. Not not wishing to, you know, uh, you know, show favouritism, but he's one of our favourites. Justin B. Quinnick says uh, Dalek Universe 2 by At Big Finish had big, big block capitals. Shoes to fill after the phenomenal first set. It tells riveting tales with tenant in top tier form. And develops this super TARDIS team. The icing on the cake being at SMNHLB. Who's that? Smulb. Smulb. Delivering the greatest 10th Doctor cover. Oh, Simon Holub. <laughs> uh, of any medium ever. Okay. That's ever with two stars either side. So, well, a star either side. I want to get that right. Well, that's beautiful, beautiful. On to you. Well, we go back in time now. Tom Housen, 1218, uh, says here, Dalek Universe 2 really packs a punch. Oh, uh, it's packed with drama, action, and emotion. Oh, um, (laughs) it's it's like a dog. You just say, Pierce Brosnan, and on command, I just, oh. Um, (laughs) Tenants, Jane Slavin and Joe Sims 10 uh, make a wonderful trio, all 10 of them, uh, with powerful performances yet again. Without a doubt, this is shaping up to be one of Big Finish's greatest series. Bring on the finale. Oh, gosh, gosh, it's going to be amazing. And it's there are ten Joan Sims. Ten is of that, them, is yes. Is that a ten carry-on film? It's going to say, is, is that maybe that's a whole cast of one carry-on film? Just all Joan Sims. <laughs> oh, dear. That that Pierce Brosnan noise, it's, imagine having a dog that barks like that. Oh, oh! Not now, Fido. <laughs> Not now, Pierce. <laughs> Pierce. Uh, at Future Contact oh. says, uh, Dalek Universe 2 is absolutely incredible. A jaw-dropping exploration of identity! Exclamation mark. Marvellous stuff! Another exclamation mark. Mr. John Dorney and Roy Gill and Rob Valentine, all great writers, are such wonderful writers. Well, that's, he took the words out of my mouth almost. And what a companion team with James Slavin and Joan Sims. <laughs> All ten of them. One of Big Finish's all-time best. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, Uh, I think that um, uh, India Fisher played Joan Sims in a a play once that I saw all about. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Been a fun watch. Yeah, she was great. Well, of course she was. It's it's India Fisher. Of course, yeah. Of course, yes, it's true. Okay. (laughs) You speak now. Uh, Adam Martin, uh, Alan Martin, AMTV, Amtov says, "Well, Dalek Universe Two was an absolute blast." <laughs> David Tennant, Jane Slavin, and Joe Sims Ten. Uh, I could listen all day long. And the stories by Roy Gill, Mr. John Dorney, and Mr. Rob Valentine. Uh, I feel like Roy Gill's really missing out here because there's a all the Twitter handles are Mr. John Dorney. And Mr. Rob Valentine. Yeah, they, uh, like they've done that to need... avoid having to put a number at the end, haven't they? That's I suppose so. Uh, Mr. That, Roy Gill uh, is is just it just needs to be a new writer's thing. They have to all go. Whereas by... my name's in reverse on mine at Briggs Nicholas. Mine's just French Le Bonge. Is it? Um, because mm. there's some bloke who's already got Benji Clifford. 
Well, yeah, I only went on Twitter because there was someone faking being me. Faking being you. Brian Briggs. No, I mean, I think he's got the better Twitter handle and I haven't. It's uh, infuriating. Yeah, my one, he hasn't tweeted for a million years and he only likes American football. And, well, (laughs) I I did message him to say, can I have your name? Did he reply? Diddy Eckers-like. I know, I know. Benji Eckers-like. I... uh, But it was found out Rob Shearman and I have a special phrase that we use to each other. <laughs> that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? But he, he tweeted the guy with this phrase and the guy didn't respond. And he just said, you're not Nick Briggs. <laughs> 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 he, 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 didn't, uh, he didn't respond in the correct way. You know. <clears throat> that's it. That's, that's the essentials of communication. And there were loads like of spelling that. mistakes as well, which is fairly unlike me. Typing mistakes, Fully yes. in leak moo. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently these writers are yes. some of the best of the year. Yes. Uh, and so Adam can't wait to find out how it all ends in a few months. Oh, Adam, you have to wait. At Telos32, hashtag Doctor Who Dalek Universe 2 by Roy Gill and Mr. John Dorney, Mr. Rob Valentine, you know the score. Uh, the Doctor and his companions continue their journey across the universe before the time war. Three more very good episodes with a line I never thought I would hear a Dalek speaking heartbreaking gosh I wonder what it was I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> who knows um, <laughs> uh, well uh, no not the memes uh, here on Twitter says um, <laughs> no not anything with the memes uh, so Big Finish's Dalek Universe 2 was great Mr John Dorney blew me away with the Trojan Dalek I can't wait for more <laughs> And we finish off with a review from one of our favourite listeners. Uh, this is Philip Edney. Yes. Um, hello, Philip. Uh, this was. Uh, this is. A, you knew we were going to be reviewing Dalek Universe Two. So he said one of the few good things to come out of COVID lockdown was the availability of David Tennant and the Dalek Universe series. The second box set continues the excellent storytelling established in the first, and with contributions by such solid writers as Roy Gill, John Dorney, and Robert Valentine, where could it go wrong? Well. No, it doesn't say that. The main cast continued <laughs> to be stunning. David Tennant is totally comfortable as the 10th Doctor and Jane Slavin is the perfect companion. A friend with a past and needing forgiveness, which the Doctor is not sure he is able to give. Joan Sims... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Joe Sims is wonderful as Mark Seven. He's brilliant, isn't he? A truly talented actor who gives Seven such depth and warmth. There is so much more that this character could and should give. Please note, Mr Dorney. Okay, John, noting that, we'll we'll remind him about it, a big finish day. Uh, The whole cast hits the mark and play with truth and conviction. Nina Toussaint-White is particularly memorable. If you haven't already got this, for goodness sake, get it. The Terry Nation tropes will make you smile. The action will keep you on the edge of your seats and the tragedy will melt the heart. A wonderful listen, Philip Edney, the sirens of audio. And don't forget, if you want to send a review into the Good Review Guide, just email podcast at bigfinish.com, just like Philip does, and stick review in your subject line. Next week, we'll be reviewing Torchwood, Madam I'm. And the week after that, we'll be reviewing the award-winning... I, I found it really difficult to say award there. I can't... Award-winning. Award-winning. Award-winning Sherlock Holmes, The Seamstress of Peckham Rye. Did you know we won an award? We most certainly Benji? did, didn't we? We most <laughs> certainly did. It's rather remarkable. Anyway, send your uh, reviews in for those. Yeah, Yeah, send them in. Get them in. Get them in. (laughs) 
Uh, still to come on this podcast, hurtling towards you like a strange ear train. Uh, <laughs> listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Uh, and in the next carriage, our also available segment <laughs> this week featuring the first Doctor Adventures, The Miniaturist. Goodness, lots of train analogies there. Uh, I, I can't imagine what an ear train would look like. Big ear on some rails. My we are. gosh! But first, let us delve behind the scenes with Torchwood One Nightmares, my guest tonight, and a warning that this is rather disturbing. Enough chit chat. Tell us about Torchwood. My name is Tim Foley, and I have written another episode of Torchwood One. This one is called. My guest tonight. I really enjoy it whenever. These tortured audios are character pieces, and upon meditating on that, I was thinking of other, as you know, mediums that also are interested in character, and that led me to talk show hosts and their um, exploration of a person's life story, and it felt like a good fit for a tortured episode. I'm Nigel Best, and we can do better than that. He is an amalgamation of lots of sort of 70s, 80s, 90s personality pe- people. But yeah, Nigel Best is... I mean, I guess he's a he's a monster. He's a complex character, but he is also a heinous individual in some senses. Um, somebody who has piggybacked on others throughout his career um, and is finally getting his comeuppance. I didn't know what I was doing! If you're... Look, if you're saying an alien made me do it... No, 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 there wasn't any sentience. Avon, as we all know, is a force of nature. And so I thought it'd be really fun to put a character like Nigel, who is, you know, very powerful and dominant in his own right, having butting heads with the head of Torchwood One. Um, and this was an audio that was really designed to pus- push Tracy Ann's range with all these different characters and voices that she gets to do, the sort of the fun that we can have with that, um, and also the darkness as well. Tracy Ann is obviously a natural performer and very funny. Um, as obviously as John Culshaw, so the two of them pitting against each other like it's a dream team. Better be getting paid for this. I think a lot of us at Big Finish can take John Culshaw for granted because um, he does a, a phenomenal brigadier. Um, he does superb audiobook readings that are many layers, and I think we just take it for granted that he is just this absolutely talented individual. And yet, even in this story, took me by surprise, really blew me away. Thought he was incredibly disturbing. And, yeah, I mean, it's a real tour de force. That's the phrase, isn't it? Tour de force. Phenomenal. I think I've never heard anything like it. One of the things about Nigel is that, like many sociopaths, he's completely unable to accept the responsibility for his actions. Can you talk a little bit about the sad ending? These things are tricky, aren't they? But you you look at um, horrible individuals... And we always want them to, I guess I I talked at the beginning of these questions about comeuppance, we always want some kind of like justice. Um, But not only that, I think a lot of us want these characters to recognise what they have done wrong. And I think the sad reality is there are so many people that write their own narratives and will never truly acknowledge the hurt that they have caused for others because they just can't, because to do so would be to... I don't know, face up to just something impossible within themselves that people are generally not strong enough to do. 
Hello, hello. Look at all these wonderful faces here this evening. At least I think they're wonderful. One sec. My producer thinks I'm getting short-sighted, so he puts the only pretty ones on the front row. Just as I thought, people at the back, I'm sure somebody loves you. I'm John Coleshaw, and I am playing Nigel Best. Or as he would say, it's Nigel Best. Um, a TV presenter from that kind of era. You know, big in the 70s, pretty good through the 80s as well, then sort of QVC after that. You were the most successful television host in your day. What do you mean, in your day? It's still my day. I remember you myself. The charisma, the cruelty, such an inspiration. And is there a line or a moment of Nigel's that just nails the character for you? Just in that background, when we get to the nub of what he's really capable of, how he's exploitative, he, he doesn't care who he gaslights, he doesn't care how he exploits people. I have been so good to you, Gary better than you ever deserve. He uses humiliation as a currency. To, you know, there's one moment, you know, you stay in my, uh, you stay in my starlight, you'll shine brighter. Stay in the light of my star and I'll make you burn even brighter. You know, to have such a lack of self-awareness to believe things like that. So it's, it's that, kind, that kind of character, a real sort of monster. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make her feel warm and welcome. It's... Yvonne Hartman! I am Tracy Ann Oberman and I am playing Yvonne Hartman. But also in this, you are playing several other characters. Oh, I do, but I don't want to give them away. I get to play lots of different characters. I get to play Eve, lovely darling, sort of a, a best supporting Oscar British actress that slipped through the net of British television and ended up in a film. Ladies and gentlemen, it's <laughs> Yvette Hopley! I, I play Yvette, a young Pop on Janelle from South of California. Adverts, now. Oh, and I get to do the vo a voice of an advert. An advert that could have come from the 70s, because it has the word musk. Oh, I also play a really creepy singing puppet. Also, Yvonne. Yvonne is very close to your heart. It's always a joy to come in to play Yvonne. I love her. I think she's such a wonderful character. That she's so mercurial and, you know, victim, villain. What is she? Saviour, um, demon. We don't know. But I just love her. And as the years have gone by with Big Finish, we've we've added more and more layers as to who she is. And the writing for her is is spectacular. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type nightmares into the search pane for some great quality chilling drama oh yeah it is. it is time now for listeners emails that's right and you don't need to be chilled to send uh, an email my way uh, or Nick's way or anybody's way you can just you know, no, fine. you can be warm if you like it doesn't really matter yeah. but if you do want to send them to podcast at bigfinish.com send them yes. in send them in um, first up this one here from Drew uh, hi Nick and Benji uh, been a while since I've written in to start I just want to say how excellent 2022 has been so far and utterly exciting uh, for the rest of the year's uh, releases are shaping up to be. Um, so much Sixth Doctor and Colin Baker content. Sixth 
sixth, sixth. <laughs> it's very hard to say. It is. It says that, say that three times fast. I can't say it fast. Um, I feel like I've been tortured. Um, have just one question for you today, or rather two, I suppose. Uh, when are we getting more Bernie Summerfield? Nick? Well, I can't tell you, but there will be. <laughs> There we go. Well, we get we delve into more detail here. It says to be more specific, uh, when are we getting the next box set, and when will series nine through eleven of the original series be released digitally? Uh, I badly want to fill that gap in my collection. Yours to exterminate, Drew. Indeed. Well, uh, I will just, you know, you've heard me being confused before about that whole business. Um, of the uh, digital availability. Dailability. <clears throat> so I've just emailed it to someone. Uh, yeah, I've just emailed it to someone and hopefully might get an answer before the end of the podcast. You never know. Because, yeah, as you know, I was mistakenly uh, of the belief that... Um, yep. Yeah, I was mistakenly of the belief that it was available. Silly old me, eh? You fool, you old fool. Uh, next up, let's catch up with another review from Philip Pedney uh, that we missed a couple of weeks back. It's the Philip Pedney podcast, but I felt we couldn't, you know, I was going to lead this for next week. But I thought it's, it's getting too late. So we got it. It's a Cicero review. One of the great achievements of Big Finish over the last few years has been their originals reigns. Transference, eight. Atiego, Atagirl, The Human Frontier and Shilling and Sixpence, just to name a few. Amid this originals range emerged the ancient Roman drama of Cicero. Uh, historical drama can be daunting for some people, but writer David Llewellyn has done an engaging job of laying out carefully all the pieces you will need to do both to both understand and enjoy the intrigue that is occurring. The setting may be ancient, but the characters and their struggle for power, for glory, for friendship and for money is as modern as anything written today. Cicero, The Crossroads, takes our leads forward a number of years from when we last met them. The excellent and slightly quirky actor Samuel Barnett, he is brilliant, has made the title character more weary and more paranoid now that the fragile democracy that has been built is under threat. A decision to do what is right early in the story compounds into greater and greater threats across the course of the box set. All the cast are fantastic, but George Naylor in particular does a great job as Cicero's brother, uh, Cicero. Uh, Scott Hancock has done an amazing job, as always, pulling this story together as producer, script editor and director. When does that man sleep? Quite, <laughs> That's a good point. Quite, he's, quite. he's a very hard worker. He's quite young, I think. He's got energy on his side. Cicero, The Crossroads, is well worth a listen as all the pieces build to a very satisfying conclusion. Yep, really great out of ten. <laughs> it's a nice note. That nice, nice score, isn't it? Great out of ten. Great out of ten. Brilliant. Uh, well, it is great out of ten, quite frankly. We've got one email here from Sam Holroyd. Mm. Subject is the 60th anniversary. Uh, hi, Nick and Benji. I'm loving the podcast as much now as I always have. and I can't wait to meet you both at Big Finish Day. I've always loved reading the background information of your releases and am fascinated where and when they are recorded. Uh, I find it so interesting how far ahead you record sometimes. Oh, well, don't we always? Yeah, yeah we're very, we're very organised. 
Um, it got well. me thinking about, um, about quite a cheeky question recently regarding the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Uh, I don't want to know what you have planned, as I'm assuming there is something, or who will be in it. But um, what I would like to know is uh, when did the first discussions of your Doctor Who 60th anniversary plans take place? Mm. In my mind, it's been going on for years and it's provided a bit of fun of theorising on a Tuesday afternoon for me. Uh, as I'm sure you can guess, uh, I'm not really expecting a huge reveal <laughs> as a result of this email, but um, thought it'd be an opportunity to get in touch and, if anything, let you know how much I love your Big Finish content. Thank you, Sam Holroyd. Thank you, Sam. Looking forward to meeting you too at BFD. And yeah. thank you so much uh, for your positive vibes about all things Big Finish. Well, Nick, the, the question. Answer, yeah, the answer to the question is that um, I think it was at least two years ago we started planning it. And scripts have been written over the years. Things have been recorded. Uh, I've got a funny feeling that we'll probably finish the last recordings for it at some point this autumn. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank that you is what I needed you. to know. <laughs> That's it for the emails this week. More next time. Sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Well, the randomoid selectatron is firing up in the background right now, preparing itself to deliver a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But before that, it's time for Also Available. This week, it's the turn of last week's first Doctor Box set and the second story. Uh, the totally, very, pleasingly bonkers, The Miniaturist. Hello, I'm Lizzie Hopley and I wrote The Miniaturist. I've always been inspired by the craft. I think, I mean, we all had doll's houses, isn't we? I had one. But there was something satisfying about miniature stuff and also something a bit odd and creepy about it that I've always had this feeling that there's a controlling element to it also of course I have to mention Bobby Potash mine in North Yorkshire which has a dark matter lab and as soon as I found out that it existed I'm married to a Yorkshireman who who used to work down that mine and his father was a security guard you know where this is going <laughs> He's the inspiration for uh, one of the characters. So to be able to combine these two quite weird ideas was just, you know, it was just a story waiting to happen. Hello, I'm Stephen Noonan. I'm playing the first Doctor in Doctor Who the Miniaturist. When I first came into the studio to play the Doctor and the Miniaturist was the, was the first thing we recorded, uh, to say that I was trepidatious is a euphemism because of course um, this is uh, big shoes to fill to come and, and try and sound like William Hartland try and persuade listeners who will be as familiar with his voice as they are with the voices of their own parents probably and so you're aware of that you're aware of, of that challenge but Nick who's directing it is so brilliant at putting at your ease and, and he's, a, he's a master of professional and, and social situations and I felt very supported by him and the other performers. It was not exactly plain sailing but it soon felt 
like it was afloat and it was it was it was going to work. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs and I'm the creative director and co-executive producer of Big Finish Productions and I'm also the director of the first Doctor Adventures. There's a lot to be said for getting experienced hands in and you with Annette Badland and Paul Copley you get people in who they know their voices, they know what they can do and they know they just know, they step up to the mic and they know how to do it. Interestingly, Annette and I had a few conversations. We certainly had a phone call beforehand where we just spoke about, because the, the miniaturist, it's very odd and working out when it was a dodo voice and when it was a miniaturist voice or when it was a, another kind of voice. We kind of went through that and we, we sort of modified and nuanced that as we went through the day. But yeah, Annette, a delight and such a beautiful voice to listen to. Amazing. Hello, I'm Annette, Annette Badland, and I'm playing the miniaturist. The miniaturist is a shapeshifter and she lives between, it lives between dimensions. So is gleaning information, I think, a lonely soul, a soul looking for a friend and looking to see how the world works. I'm Paul Copley and I'm playing Mick Huff who's uh, the security man at the uh, Zechstein shaft. Big Finish has done a, an amazing job of keeping the spirit of, um, of the original Doctor Who's alive. And I think that uh, it's, uh, it's nice to be involved. It's great to be recognised for that involvement. And, uh, and, uh, and long may this continue. I think, uh, I think it's great to keep uh, you know, traditions alive you know, in general, but uh, especially for much loved, um, a much-loved show like Doctor Who. I don't think I quite had the guts to say this to him, but he's like one of my heroes of acting. You know, whenever I see that something's got Paul Copley in, I just know it's going to be good. He's just... I'm not quite sure why he's never been a star, you know? He, um, he, but he, he's, he's been in everything and worked with everyone and is such a lovely, modest man. Hello, my name is Mark Wright, and I am the producer and script editor of The First Doctor Adventures. I was keen from the word go to do adventures that were both traditional and also slightly out there, going back to Doctor Who's original remit. You know, we were going to get stories that explored history, that explored the future, and then maybe moved sideways. So that's what I was keen to do, and again, go very traditional, whilst also acknowledging these adventures are being written in 2022, so we do have to reflect modern sensibilities, and and I hope we've done that. I just wanted to, in this first volume, I wanted to showcase what the Doctor and Dodo can do, which is why I commissioned a very traditional historical in The Outlaws, and a slightly more out-there story in the miniaturist and I, I think it shows off our TARDIS team here to the best of their abilities and shows that the canvas that, that Doctor Who paints on and that we can paint on here at, at, at Big Finish. Having completed these two stories and thoroughly enjoyed every minute of the preparation and the recording, it would be lovely to have another go <laughs> and perhaps um, improve on what I've managed to, to if I have achieved anything uh, in these two. It's just been a, an unalloyed joy from start to finish.
just quickly, I got an email there from uh, a very helpful person at Big Finish called Sue Cowley. Um, and the, the, the series 9 to 11 downloads are coming possibly sooner than you think, or maybe like if you want them tomorrow, no, uh, it's it's not as soon as you think. But um, yeah, it's not far off. Uh, anyway, uh, just go to bigfinish.com and type Outlaws into the search pane at the top uh, to find the latest First Doctor Adventures box set, uh, which features the miniaturist, which we had that uh, lovely little behind-the-scenes delve with just now. Just a reminder that it will soon be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Doctor of War. Genesis, uh, Dust Devil, starring Tom and Colin Baker, a double Baker duo. Uh, but first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. <laughs> I managed to get that out without stumbling. You said so, I did. What have we well, got? We've got 128 Doctor Who, The Eternal Summer. The Eternal uh, Summer. Peter oh, Davison and Sarah Johnny Sutton. Morris, isn't it? It is Johnny Morris. This is very good. Here's the trailer. Of course it is, Nick. Of course it is. It's too late. Warp core ignition. It's going to explode. Where am I? Where are we? And how do you know how I take my tea? I woke up in a room upstairs. But I can't have always been here. I've been having a very strange morning. So, where am I? Everyone was acting as if they already knew me. As if we're enclosed within a four-dimensional sphere. As if I'd been an inhabitant of this settlement for years. Yes, a time bubble. The village? Reminds me of a town I once visited, but that was entirely artificial. A space-time trap brought into existence by a madman. Doctor! So... Where are we? Milton Keynes? <laughs> no! Stockbridge! Thy eternal summer shall not fade. Nor lose possession of that fair thou owest. Nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade. When in eternal lines to time there grows. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see. So long lives this, and this gives life to thee. An eternal summer which has come to an end. Oh my goodness. Let me just, uh, I'm going to send an email to Jackie Emery. Uh, just letting her know. Barnaby Edwards in this one, he's getting the, uh, the, the best role of all, which is Vicar. Oh um, yeah. What a great role. Did he direct um, it? I assume. I wonder if he did. You know, yes, he did. I thought as much. Man of many, many, many voices. Um, also stars yourself as Jeff. Really? Uh, Nick, oh, yes, you, you, you're, what? you're Jeff. Good lord. It's got Nick Brimble as Dudley Jackson. Nick stroke Brimble, Dave. Uh, one of Barney's favourite actors. Who else? Annika Wills stars in this as well. Good lord. Yeah. Mark Williams as Maxwell editor. Ed, yeah, Edison. A lot of people. Yeah. Pam Ferris. Wow. Pam Ferris, yeah. Great. It's a lovely cast. Well, Barnaby is very good at the old cousin. Yeah, Mark Williams. He I think that Mark is. Williams, that's the only one he ever did for us. Well, um, whilst you were sending the emails, I will tell people how to get their hands on it. 
and you can it's, it's really not hard to get that 25% discount just go to bigfinish.com uh, and head towards um, I love the artwork on the website it says Doctor Who monstrous deals it has the battered Daleks on the front it looks brilliant um, go on the menu to podcasts once you're on the podcast section uh, it'll have the podcast in question and then click read more on read more it'll then have the blurb underneath a picture of myself and nicholas and it'll say the randomoid selectatron also features offering you a 25 percent reduction on the selective release just click here and enter the code buck up that's buck up b-u-c-k-u-p enter that in and you will get 25 glorious percent of discount off of this release very exciting nice one um yeah, beautifully done, Ran. Uh, next week's podcast is entitled Second Infidel Birds. <laughs> of course it is. Of course Because it, it features the second Doctor Companion Chronicles Volume 3, Torchwood Infidel and Thunderbirds, Operation Asteroids, you've seen. Uh, See what I did Makes there? sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good uh, conflation there. Well, you have to make um, the titles as crazy as possible because they have to be unique. Well, they are. That, I mean, I don't think anything's ever... ever said second infidel birds yeah, before I love it perhaps the first infidel birds yeah yeah second. obviously that's that goes without saying <laughs> well, well we just said about it yeah. um, well as always just time now to thank you all for listening and continuing to support everything we do I mm. uh, just wanted to mention that it's big finish day next week so, yeah. um, after many years uh, so we're looking forward yeah, to seeing yeah, you yeah. there and that's if you've got a ticket that is Nick, have you got a ticket? Uh, no, no, I can't come. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, so, yes, it's... Uh, Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Yes, yes, yes. Putting the finishing touches on this uh, extravaganza and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy everything we're offering you. Uh, there, there should be an interesting... Uh, Listen along for people to do mm. in, in Cinema 2 at the at Quad. I nearly put a the in front of Quad, which is actually a hanging offence in Derby. Where Can't this, do that. Uh, yeah. Not allowed. Yeah. Sorry about that. Just Quad. But yeah, really well, we'll, looking we'll, forward to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see you there then. Uh, please, whatever you do, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and listen to this podcast, of course. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Otherwise, <laughs> that would well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Say this to people to, who aren't listening. Well, well, quite. Well, that's what it, well, it actually says here. Rate, review, subscribe, and to this podcast. So, what I, so I had to think of my feet. Just make something uh, up and eat, and eat, eat this eat, podcast. Eat to this podcast. Mm, well, it's very tasty. Uh, but remember, of course, that we are here for the love of stories. Time now for Doctor of War Genesis Dust Devil by John Dorney. Just touch these two strands together and the Daleks are finished. Have I that right? To destroy the Daleks? You can't doubt it! Well, I do. You see, some things could be better with the Daleks. Many future worlds will become allies just because of their fear of the Daleks. But it isn't like that. But the final responsibility is mine, Sarah, and mine alone. Listen, suppose someone who knew the future pointed out a child to you and told you that that child would grow up totally evil to be a ruthless dictator who would destroy millions of lives. Could you then kill that child? We're talking about the Daleks, the most evil creatures ever invented. You must destroy them. You must complete your mission for the Time Lords. But do I have the right? Simply touch one wire against another and that's it. The Daleks cease to exist. 
hundreds of millions of people, thousands of generations can live without fear, in peace, and never even know the word Dalek. Then why wait? If it was a disease or some sort of bacteria you were destroying, you wouldn't hesitate. But if I kill, uh, wipe out a whole intelligent life form, then I become like them. Is that the cost? To save so many, I must lose myself. Is, is this where I've been heading all this time? Huh? Yes, I suppose it is. This is how they punish me for my interference, isn't it? Huh? They make me pay the price. You're right, Sarah. I don't have the choice. Head for the laboratory. That's where we'll find the time ring and those tapes. You're going to do it? I said go. Come on. All right, old thing. Well then, let's do what must be done. Finish one monster and create another. job Davros didn't file it away or anything. Do you feel strange, Harry? Well, Travelling with the Doctor, pretty much always. No. Something's happened. Well, obviously, we heard the explosion. My memories. It's like they're twisting. It's hard to describe. I'll say it is. You're right, old thing. The Dalek! Halt! This is a restricted area! Sarah! Harry! We have to be quick. The tempo's shockwave. It's stronger than I could have expected. Doctor, stop! There's... Exterminate! <laughs> no! Harry! Sarah, get back quickly! The doctor, You've already lost. The creatures in the incubators are dead. You're just a prototype, don't you see? You have no future. Silence! Ah! You took my friends, but you've lost your future. You will be exterminated! <sighs> I suppose I always knew this is how it would end. <sighs> what are you waiting for? Exterminate! Welcome home. Yeah, drink this. It'll make you feel better. Huh? Oh, thank you. Yes, I, but this is Gallifrey. Yes. Ah, you took me out of time. And you don't seem very grateful. My name is Nun. I don't think we've been introduced. Oh, you took me out of time. I. I could have saved them. Your companions? Oh, not at all. They were already dead, and you were close enough. One second later, and you'd have been exterminated by a Dalek blast. A Dalek? Yes! One of the prototypes. Wait, do, do you know what they are, Daleks, eh? I, I, I destroyed them. 
destroyed them <laughs> at the moment of their creation. You mean you think you succeeded? I don't think I succeeded. I know I did. Although, oh, although afterwards, I don't know. I don't know. There was something wrong. The cycle of cause and effect seemed to be tearing itself apart. A gap opening up in the causality itself. Like a war? In time? Oh, a horrible concept. What? What's happening here? We sent you back to avert the creation of the Daleks. Yes, yes, I know all that. I was there. Well, whatever you did, it didn't work. Huh? They're still here. We're at war. It was bigger, more complex than we know. The web of history, paradoxes piled on paradoxes. If the Daleks were going to engage us in a time war and we tried to wipe them out, well, even with the grandfather paradox protocols, a change that large would rip through eternity. You're saying this is worse than it was? Well, I'm saying that it is almost as if the universe opted to damn me for my crimes straight away. I have to do something. I have to stop this. I have to turn the clock back. Ah! What's happening? Unfortunately, we weren't quite quick enough bringing you back from Scarrow. The wounds are, I'm afraid, mortal. Ah. Oh, goody. Am I dying? I'm dying. Ah. Not necessarily. There is a way, an alternative. Oh? There were stories of a religious sect who guarded the elixir of life. Well, I've heard the myths. Except they're not myths. What, the stories are true? That depends on which stories you mean. Almost no stories are. Oh, stop wasting my time. I might not have much of it left. Are you proposing to save my life? It may well be possible. The sect was wiped out when the Daleks devastated their world, but an elixir remained. Uh, I see, yeah. It wouldn't be a conventional regeneration. It may change your very nature. In some ways, perhaps, make you more than you are now. Make me more, more, more than I have been? What, what, what's that supposed to mean? Let's just get on with it. I let my friends down. Harry and Sarah, dead, dead. They lost because of the choices I made. I can't let all that be for nothing. So what would you have me do? Make me a warrior? We already have. That drink you had, we were ready. Baden Powell, <laughs> he, he would be proud. He'd be a knots, <sighs> not an end, but a beginning. And the moment has been... How do you feel, Doctor? A warrior, at last.
It begins with the end of the world. In so much as something can be considered to have a beginning during a temporal conflict. From my position, the war had started long before it began. Nothing one second. Raging for eternity the next. Even attempting to establish a chronology could, I suppose, be considered gauche. But if we accept that a story begins when the previous one ends, then the death of this planet is as good a place as any. And the name of this planet was Aridius. If you like, and you are Chuban. I have that honor. I am impressed you were able to land through the storm. Well, I didn't have time to risk on caution. Wasn't too hard. I've flown far more complex ships than that in the past. It does seem somewhat old. I have certainly seen better. Not for the price. It was all I could afford and still be able to pay you. Ah, I would not have been so ill-mannered as to broach the subject this quickly, but as you have mentioned it... It's quite all right. I'm happy to fulfill my side of the bargain. You have shelter we can use. I don't doubt it would be unwise to complete the transfer in the open. This way, Doctor. water. I may be a touch over the agreed amount, but by all means, keep the change. And pure, too. Uncut. Of course. What do you take me for? A gentleman of honour, it would appear. And I hope of some compassion. It seems my friend's trust was not misplaced. And yet this planet is ever more so. I thought it was hot the last time I was here. You have been to Aridius before? Mm, long ago. Another life. It must seem much changed. It's hard to see enough to tell. Our orbit decays. We drift ever closer to the suns. As we do, temperatures rise, species fall. Including the Iridians. If there are too few resources for all to live, many will fight to the death for them. But even they will starve and die eventually. They are the lucky ones. And you received no help? No aid? This is a dying world, Doctor. We have nothing to offer for our lives. Ah. Usually. Well, once we've found the tomb, Chuban, I promise you, 
I will do all I can for your people. You need make no excuses. It's no excuse. Ordinarily, I would do everything in my power to save you. But in the circumstances... It is quite all right. I simply don't have the time. Not yet. It does not matter. We are resigned to our fate. It has always been our destiny. It doesn't have to be, and I'll prove that to you. We shall see. This is the map of the Great Plain. Uh-huh. Not that it will be of much use. Oh. If this tomb you seek is truly here, it will likely be buried. The sands never cease to shift. If it were easy to find, then I wouldn't need your help. My help is of little use to you. We need another to lead us. I shall summon the Diviner. Please do. Located. Ship prepared to land. I'm ready for the chase. <laughs> <laughs> 